what if I told you that sales had nothing to do with what you said? A lot of people are out here listening to this podcast, getting on Instagram, and looking for the perfect thing to say when it comes to selling. And to be honest with you, there is no magical pickup line. This is not a bar. And if you're like me, you live in a military town, this is not a bar and you're not looking for the right thing to say. And when it comes to sales and selling and signing clients and building your business and chasing that 10-year vision, it's not actually about what you say. So you're like, Megan, what is it actually about? Let's dive into it. The biggest factor in sales that a lot of people are missing the mark on is actually consistency. And when I say consistency, I don't mean selling every single day and showing up on stories and those types of things. That is something that the online space has kind of created this narrative around that consistently is daily. The thing about consistency is consistency is having a plan and sticking to the plan. And when it comes to sales specifically, planning is going to be really powerful. I have mentioned recently in some other places that like I am someone who is moving out of evergreen sales because I want to go back into launching, right? Having a fully fleshed plan of taking someone through pre-launch and agitation and warming them up and having all of that funness, right? When you have that plan and you are consistent, you figure out that the one time you post content, the one time you do something doesn't actually matter. And what matters is again, the consistency of it. So selling and really thinking about your sales in a way that makes sense is broken down into two things. Actually, three. But for the sake of time, we're going to talk about all three in a pretty fast manner so that you don't feel like this is going to be 45 minutes to an hour. If you're somebody who is craving long-form sales education, check out the blog, check out Sales Society. There's a lot of opportunity there. The first thing is, is what's in it for them instead of what makes you look best as a salesperson. The problem that I find when people are looking for the perfect thing to say is that they're focusing on what makes me look the best, the most qualified, the most capable, and how can I convey that to my audience so that they find value in the services that I'm offering and the things that I'm doing. And the problem is, is that people aren't looking at you saying, oh, she's the best, she's the most qualified, she's the greatest. What they're looking at you and saying is what's in it for me. How does this help me get from the current place that I'm at to the place that I want to be? And where a lot of people focus is how can I look so good in this sale that people buy from me and that people are attracted to me and they come and they just naturally through the process of clicking into your feed inquire and it's not talking about what's in it for them. Remember, humans are motivated through internal and external motivation and internal motivation is sustained over longer periods because they have a buy-in. External motivation is through peer pressure, society, the online space and those types of things. And when we're thinking about what's in it for me, we're thinking about behavioral change driven by internal motivation because the thing that they're doing isn't currently working and depending on what stage in the buying process they are, whether they are problem aware, whether they're in an agitation phase, so deciding now or never, they're in a solution aware of deciding what's going to be the best option for them, they're product aware where they're shopping around, is it a service, is it an offer, what is it, or they're looking for the person who fits them best, it's going to come down to that. But the biggest thing that I see is when you're selling, you're trying to make yourself look the best and say the most and do it in a way that doesn't make sense versus focusing on them, the ideal client, and how you're helping them. So that first piece of that is going to be really important. And when you're going through this and you're taking the information and you're thinking about how to apply it to you, I want you to constantly come back to this question of what is in it for them? Why do they have a buy-in? Why does it matter to them? How does it help them? And 
where are you speaking their language versus maybe taking your expert hat, putting it on and speaking a lot of jargon. The problem with sales that a lot of people don't realize is that sales and marketing are so intertwined now that when you have a sales problem, you also have a marketing problem. You may have a marketing problem and not have a sales problem, but when you have a sales problem, it's a sales and a marketing problem. Let me explain. Marketing is designed to bring people in to your audience and to set them up in a way that they are starting to gain awareness about you, the problems they're having, the solutions you offer, and why now is the time to take action. And when it comes to consistent marketing, again, it's having a plan, sticking to the plan, and being able to say, these are the pieces I'm putting out, here's the psychology behind it, here's the buyer stage that I'm targeting through this piece of content, and having an intent. With marketing, a lot of people are trying to do too much with one post, and they're trying to do so little that it doesn't even matter. Now, there is law of diminishing returns, which we've talked about it, where at some point, you have exceeded maximum amount of effort and because you've exceeded max amount of effort you have actually decreased the amount of return that you're going to get in marketing it is truly a quantity game and getting to the law of diminishing returns to be honest and transparent with you if you were using something like instagram or tiktok or even pinterest instagram your law of diminishing returns is going to happen about three posts a day once you hit that third post a day that's when you start losing algorithmic reach which it could be different as the algorithm changes because they have changed it so that they are prioritizing people who are creating content versus people consuming it. Because again, only 10% of people on an app will create content and out of that 10%, only 1% will have a large following. If you're looking at TikTok or Pinterest, TikTok's about three to five videos a day. Pinterest is about 25 to 50 pins a day. So there is a quantity game that I'm seeing is getting missed in marketing because a lot of people are like, how can I do more with less? And I want you to think about the ideal client that you are engaging with. They currently follow three times more people than they were prior. So on average, they were following 200 followers. Now they follow 600 people. On average, they're consuming significantly less content, and so they're not going to get every single piece. And so it is a quantity game. And where I see a lot of people who come into my program struggle is because they're not playing a quantity game. They're playing something back in 2021 that is aesthetic based. And that's where it's also like, okay, someone needs to see something up to 42 times before they buy. But what about how much time they need for recognition of the problem that they're having or the solution that they're desiring or you and standing out? You know, what about availability and the opportunity for someone to, when they think about a problem that they're having, you come front of mind and be that first solution for them. That is where the marketing problem bleeds into the sales problem because you do have to have quality nurture. You do have to be taking someone through a marketing funnel, not just in one post, but through this mosaic of content that you are posting on whatever app you're doing. And sometimes that mosaic is spread across multiple apps as you continue to grow. You know, I didn't realize how much content we truly create on a daily, weekly, and monthly basis until I sat down in quarter four and was like, okay, I want to get ahead. I want to, you know, walk into some of these launches that we have coming up. Like currently we're in the scale to 5k launch and I want to have everything done and be working on the next launch behind the scenes, but also being able to cater to people. And it's interesting because in the beginning, it's just Instagram, right? You're just using one platform. And then it's like, you're bringing in Pinterest to drive traffic from 
somebody who's already searching something to your Instagram. This is something we're starting to explore with my clients and other programs to help them drive traffic. You're creating a web presence, you're doing blogging, SEO, you're doing all these other things and it's starting to stretch out and it is a quantity game. I'm gonna come back to this constantly in this episode that quantity can create quality, but there's not enough repetitions that's happening in your marketing that is allowing you to then bring in the right people because sales isn't truly about what you say. Marketing is about what you say. Marketing is how you present it. This is marketing. A podcast is marketing where sales, it is more about how you're helping them, how they're coming through this process. So something that I want to leave you with if you want to start exploring more, which we have a blog post that talks more about this, is the five stages of buying like I've talked about. So problem awareness, agitation, solutions, product awareness, and you. And then the four buyer types, the driver buyers, the analyticals, the emotion, and the connection. Working with those, we actually have a framework in that blog post, which I will link down below, allows you to create more content around that. So what about the sales process? Because this whole episode is about, it's not about what you say in sales. So what are you saying? The first thing is, is I want you to talk less and listen more. If you are not currently asking permission to start a sales conversation, that's going to be the first place to start. And that can simply be, hey, do you mind if I ask you some questions? Are you comfortable if we talk about X? Is now a good time to go down in the DMs about this? Or if you're on a sales call, just asking permission again. Humans love autonomy. And when we focus on autonomy in a sense of, I want you to feel comfortable in this conversation, disclosing information to me about something that could be sensitive or that could be something you're not disclosing to everybody and anybody, I want this to be important. Permission says, hey, I value you. I'm going to listen to you. And it's really important. The other part is, is mirroring and validating. I was recently talking to a client going through a sales conversation and she was just word vomiting all over them, just like, bleh. And I was like, you need to take it back and make it less about you. I want y'all to start mirroring. So mirroring is just taking that last piece of the sentence and repeating it back. So if I was mirroring back to you, I would say, okay, I hear X. It sounds like this. Can you confirm? Just for my clarity. Because what mirroring does is create awareness inside of our brain that someone's listening to us. And that is creating trust. Remember, emotional validation, seen, heard, and valued is going to create trust in the sales process, which is really important. And in a sales process, we want to have a high trust relationship, meaning that they could say anything, they could be vulnerable, they could reveal their situation, and that they don't feel like the relationship is going to change, and that you're there to help them. And with that mirror, you also want to be validating them. Emotional validation is huge. It's a micro commitment. It's allowing people to say, I feel seen, I feel heard, I feel valued. And it's not as much talking about your programs and word vomiting. With these questions, you're actually using the principle of self-disclosure. Fun fact, humans get dopamine when they talk about themselves. So get people to talk about themselves, get them to share, get them to call out what they want and to hold that vision for them. Because the other part of this is if you ask the right questions, you're validating and you're mirroring, you can go in for a really easy close. Now, a lot of people I know are hyper fixated on closing and conversions right now. 
If you are not closing at the percentage that you want, it's because you're not pre-qualifying, so you're not asking good questions to get them to lead to their own answer to assumptive that they need to buy this program or don't, and you're not nurturing in your marketing. Closing is a conversion point, and I want you to think about it more of like going up at the mountain and hitting the top of it versus having to build this upward momentum. The problem I see with that is most people don't ask for a close. So you're waiting for someone to say, yes, oh my God, I'm in. You know, all the DMs we see, But what's not getting shown in those DMs are the questions. So there are two closing methods that I love to use in my business that have worked. An assumptive-based close is just assuming that they're buying. So saying, okay, if you are ready to get started, or okay, I'm ready to send things over to you, what's your best email? That allows them to say, okay, what email do I want to use versus do I want to buy this offer? It's also kind of a weighing close, but it's not a way and close an essential that they are weighing out two options. So a way and close looks different, but it's also the same purpose. A way and close would look like, okay, does Monday the 30th or Tuesday the 31st work better for your onboarding call? That is a way and close. Now, both of those are just asking a question and having them answer. But notice I'm not asking them whether or not they want to buy. I'm asking them what the best email is, where to send things over, basically for them to get started or when is going to be best. Because both closes rest under this assumption that they're buying and that they want it. Because if they didn't want it, they would say something. Now, I know this one is short, sweet, and simple. But for those of you who are struggling to sell and really having a hard time with this, I encourage you to check out the show notes and look at not only Sales Society, but looking at Salesy as well. Salesy is a monthly membership that focuses on sales to help you sign more clients in 15 minutes or less daily. So if you are someone who this episode has really just got your brain going and moving, you can try for seven days for free with the link in the show notes. If y'all have any questions or you want to know more about this, you can always send me a message on Instagram and I hope you have a great rest of your day.